Welcome to episode 79 of Movies in 4K. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And this is our first episode in year number two. And doesn't it work out just pleasing, Lady Phantom, that it's a bonus show? Yeah, (laughs) indeed. We covered 25 of them last year, and we're starting right up this year. This movie goes out to LaMarcus from Michigan, who stated he's seen this movie in the theaters. He had a child with him, but he only seen half of it because the child got scared. Okay. Jump forward to today's time. He bought the 4K version. He said it looked great, not Lucy great, but really good and wanted our opinion on the 4K quality and movie review because he calls himself untrained eyes. So he holds us in high regard. We appreciate that. We've covered a lot of 4K movies here. So we're going to let you know, LaMarcus, and everybody else out there about this movie and how good the 4K quality is. What we are covering from 2018 is The House with a Clock in Its Walls. Wow, what a dumb name for a movie, Lady Fan. <laughs> well, it's the name of the book, too, so. All right, well, that just doesn't elude I want to watch it. I'll just put it that to start. I think it's a pretty poor name for a movie. But anyway, let's start with the genres. We got comedy, family, fantasy, mystery, science fiction science fiction yeah let's drop the heck out of that yeah yeah i I don't think it's definitely way more on the fantasy realm yes you didn't mention the pg rating well you just did it's pg rated yeah not even pg 13 that's surprising all right so we are dropping sci-fi and keeping four genres in this movie runs for an hour and 45 minutes and is directed by who Eli Roth. And if I had a fun fact, I would say that this is the first Eli Roth film that is not rated R. And it's his first family film, too. And of course, first fantasy film. And it's funny because Lamarcus said the child was scared in this movie. He didn't say how old the child was, but this does have some creepy scenes in it. Yeah. And Eli Roth is known for horror. Yeah. So he put a horror slant in this movie. We're not throwing that genre in there, though. No, no, I don't think so. But but yeah, I mean, I could see a small child being scared in this. Okay. And who are some of the stars? Jack Black, Kate Blanchett, Owen Vaccaro, Kyle MacLachlan. Renee Elise Goldsberry and Sonny Solchik. Ah, and Lorenzo Izzo, too. Okay. And what does that short synopsis say? A young orphan named Louis Barnevelt aids his magical uncle in locating a clock with the power to bring about the end of the world. Yes, this movie starts in 1955, where this young boy had his parents killed in a car accident. 
And now he's going to live with his uncle that is estranged, never met him. Mm-hmm. And he is a warlock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I actually a boy witch. <laughs> learned what a warlock was per se in this movie actually via definition which i really never knew actually yeah i already knew that but did you yeah well this boy throughout this movie he reads dictionaries and he comes across or he states a lot of words a 10 year old boy wouldn't be saying yeah because he loves dictionaries and everything right that's what he reads Mm -hmm. and that's a running gag in this movie throughout Okay, so he meets his uncle there. He's taking a bus there, and he meets him. And his uncle has a mansion. And you know right away, the boy's not seeing this, but mystical things are happening in this house. Yeah, like things move. I don't know, stained glass, windows kind of change. It's really cool. Chairs talk. Not talk communicate well the (laughs) chair makes the motion of its talking yeah buttons being the eyes yes and it's very cute in the mouth and it's very cute very kid oriented yes okay so lewis the little kid doesn't know this and we go through some daily life here he's going to a new school he's the outcast and he's being made fun of a lot he wears these goggles, which I don't really know why. Yeah, they are like pilot goggles or something. Right, he don't need them to see. He keeps them uh, on top of his head. Sometimes he does put them over his eyes. Yeah, it's just I, I took it to be just like a quirk of his. Right, so we have a lot of school bullying going on in this movie. Because, of course, we do. Right, and there's actually some running gags with this going on, too, and he gets some revenge later on in this movie. One of his up-and-coming friends, I'm going to say, the kid that played in Killing of a Sacred Deer. (laughs) Yeah. Which we don't know his name off the top of our heads. Yeah, he's Sonny Soljic, and uh, I was checking it out because we were like, wow, he didn't change at all. Well, Killing of a Sacred Deer was just one year before. So I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't be surprised if he had filmed both very close together. Yeah, because so, he looks identical to yeah. that. Yes. So he tells him that there's been murder in this mansion where his uncle lives and now where he lives and says, you know, did you find your uncle with an axe? with the killings and stuff like this well just so happens the next night his uncle's holding an axe and he gets really scared and this is the part where he comes to learn that his uncle is a magician warlock Warlock. whatever you like to say harry potter type magic right yes yeah because it's not illusion it's actual magic right he starts to tell him about this and the kid right away says i want to be a warlock i want to learn magic Mm -hmm. and the uncle is talked into this so he gives him a ton of books just to read Uh and learn and he starts gaining some magical abilities yeah and he practices he trains and everything and it looks like he has some potential in him yeah correct now the uncle 
states there's no rules in this house. You can eat when you want. You can go to bed when you want. But after he tells him about the magic, he says he cannot go in to this one locked doorway. Uh, cabinet. Cabinet, okay. And doesn't tell him why. As watching the movie, you know this is going to become something. And you know he's going to open it because, of course, he is. I mean, right. Duh. One thing I missed, Lady Phantom, the beginning, because she's a key role in this, the Kate Blanchett character is actually who in relation to the uncle? His neighbor. Yeah, it's a, he, she is just a neighbor next door, but she is also magical. But doesn't she live in the house? Not really. She lives next door. But, I mean, she does spend a lot of time yeah, in that she's house. she's always there. It's not like you see her leave, go into her house, and then come back into Exactly. But at some point in the movie, you see that Louise goes to her house, and it's there. You know, I mean, she's supposed to live in her house. But, and, yeah, she does spend a lot of time there. And these two characters, Jack Black and Kate Blanchett, have running <laughs> jokes and gags throughout I got so tired of it. I know Phantom was laughing out her bunghole throughout this movie. <laughs> but they're criticizing each other, but in a friendly way. And it's all jokes yeah, it's and a, everything It's just like banter. And, and yes, I loved it. And before I go any further, I'm not a huge fan of Jack Black. I don't think he's that funny of a comedian personally. The mm -hmm. things I've seen him in. It's just not my flavor of comedy, this guy. Mm -hmm. And it detracted a little from me with him and also the dialogue and lines. I really thought they missed a mark in a lot of this comedy that goes on here because it's so repetitive and it's annoying. You know, once in a while it was okay. Certain events happen. There's a funny, witty line. Okay. Like, there's a couple times I had a mild chuckle in this when things were said. But outside of that, yeah, yeah I was no, a little detracted from that. That goes definitely to the kind of humor and comedy that you personally like. Because I loved it. I really liked the dialogue. I really liked Jack Black. So it was all fine with me. And yeah, it's also like this movie was written, the screenplay by the guy that created Supernatural. And, I mean, also he wrote, I don't know if everything, but he wrote a lot in Supernatural. And I know you don't like that, but it is a kind of comedy that I happen to like very much. So, okay, yeah. we really can't describe much more with this movie, but Jack Black and Kate Blanchett, which she is a witch too, but she has lost a lot of her power. Not going to say why. They do describe that. But they're holding a secret against the little boy. There is this unknown clock in this house that has thousands of clocks in it that has some evil presence. And there's a story behind the creator of this clock and what he wants to do with ending the world that's in this statement without me giving away any spoilers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So once we get to this part, which we're around, I would say, 35 minutes in, you still got more than half the movie left. And this is where the rest of the movie revolves around them trying to find this clock, 
stopping the evil, stopping the magician behind this evil, and something happens where this guy is brought back and all chaos is unleashed. (laughs) And also, this is when you get a lot of the CGI effects, a lot of green screen going on here with evil pumpkins, let's say. That's one example, which I thought was done super well, super cool. That's one of the jokes I liked. I'm going to say it here. There's a part when they're being attacked by pumpkins, they're flying, and these three are stuck outside. And Jack Black goes, well, what do they got? Pumpkin teeth? I ain't scared of this. And they spit up pumpkin at them, like throw up pumpkin. (laughs) So that was kind of funny. I liked that part. Yeah, it was cool. Um. I don't know what else we can really touch on with the story, Lady Phantom. Yeah, not much, because I think it would be spoilery, probably. Right. This is an adventure. It's a mystery. It's whimsical. I think all these type of movies always end the same way for the most part. I think you can see where they're going to go. You just don't know the circumstance around how they're going to defeat certain people and things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And were you very engaged in this movie? Oh, yeah, totally. This is right up your alley, this fantasy yes. movie. <laughs> yes. It remi- so thank LaMarcus. Thank you, LaMarcus. Thank you. It reminds me, and I am not saying that it is similar to, you know, Monster House, the one that we've mentioned before in passing. Not Monster Squad. No, Monster House. Because the movie... I mean, Monster House, I do think it is a horror movie for kids. And even though we are not including horror in this particular movie, I do think it's a gateway, you know, of a horror movie for kids. So it it does remind me of it uh, a little because there is a presence, there is evil. Yes, but what I find the problem with that, Lady Phantom, is the characters show no fear so yeah because because they're in control so it's different yeah especially Uh the 10 year old like if he showed some fright i could say okay this is a good gateway to get somebody into horror a 10 year old well at some points he is very scared not really but anyway go to acting too but i thought the kid did fine yeah so let's get the technicals and start with the acting Everybody was fine here. I don't call anyone a standout. If maybe... Kate Blanchett. Yeah, she (laughs) was definitely better than Jack Black, in my opinion. Oh, she was perfect. The villain, I liked the guy. I think he pulled off his part. I do like the Lorenzo Izzo part. And I will say that in the story. That is the boy's mother, and he is seeing visions of her. You don't know if it's a dream or she's a ghost that comes into play. That was a nice little twist in this movie. Yeah. Because that I didn't see coming at all. Yeah. No, me either. I always thought she was not a ghost because things happened that didn't lead me to believe that she was a ghost. I I knew there was something else. I just didn't know what. And yeah, there was something else. So let's lead into that, the digital effects, because there's some transformations with that character there. And I thought that was done really well, specifically that scene. It's up towards the end. Yes, that was very well done. And also there was 
another thing involving Jack Black that I thought didn't look good. Not really. Can you say what it was? Let's say it involves Jack Black baby-wise. Oh, okay. Well, the actual look of the head didn't really look like him. I thought it did, but kind of wrong somehow. Yes. I think, I mean, I suppose that was CGI, and I think they would have done much better with some practical there because that yeah, looked it was weird. pretty poor because we can say there's a human head on a baby Body. a real size head and you could tell like where it was attached to the body it was just way off it looked wrong somehow yes. uh-huh like i think they should have built uh, a doll of some kind for that part because it it just looked wrong yeah and talking about that scene or something there where the baby takes a leak uh, like yeah. that i thought that was terrible like i don't know why that scene wasn't cut like it wasn't funny and it was supposed to be i mean to a child it probably is you think so yeah yeah because you know i mean little children especially anything that involves pee or poop they laugh so. okay how about the other cgi the conjuring of fire and sparks and oh stuff that was like fine that. there's the there's cgi there there is a uh hitch that moves that i thought looked fantastic the lion type hedge. yes the lion was amazing that's constantly doing a number two <laughs> that gets old yes, after the second that time. but i mean i thought it was well timed so whatever there's also a scene with planets and a galaxy that i thought was completely beautiful and i really really liked it and there's lightning and everything that doesn't look Cormanesque <laughs> at all it, it looks good yeah i think in general the technicals are very strong yes the special effects and the yes. editing with that and the production and the green screening with what the characters are interacting with i would say are 90 percent positive there yes. are those scenes outside of the baby like when somebody's holding a planet or something it was off a little yes. bit yes and also i i did notice one scene that started off by being or I, at least i noticed it was a, a green screen very early in the scene and then as it progressed i didn't notice it anymore but it started pretty clearly in one transformation mm. actually all right what else we got here the sound I was going to leave that for the no, 4K I mean, the review. Is In general, okay, well, that's one of my criticisms. It's going to be one on the 4K side, too, but I'll just say it here. The effects are great. I'm going to describe it in a few minutes, so stay tuned for that. What I didn't like in this movie is the actual soundtrack is completely de minimis in this movie. Like, there's only one or two quick scenes where there's actually a score playing music mm -hmm. and i think it needed way more like harry potter or lord of the rings way more music involved amongst what is happening on screen and not just sound effects yeah i agree but the thing is that since i mean because of the theme of this movie I think the sound effects take a much more prominent place than the actual music. But yeah, I mean, the music that I, that I heard 
the one that I, I actually heard, I thought it was whimsical. It was nice, but it was nothing special. You know what it reminded me of? Very Pink Panthery. Really? Yeah. I do, didn't do, think do, of do. that. It has some of those notes in some of these scores. Like <laughs> I said, you're going to hear very few score in this movie on an hour and 45 minutes. Maybe six or seven minutes it pops in at a certain time when there's no characters talking. Outside of that, it was really non-existent. And I think that's a problem for this film. Okay. The last thing to cover on technicals I want to, it's just the overall sense of the story and the screenplay, Lady Phantom. Did you like the concept? Does it work? Yeah. I mean, it's just... Well, you're the queen of fantasy, so... (laughs) You know a lot of these stories. You've seen a lot of these type of movies. So this was an interesting fantasy story to you? Yeah, because it's a concept that I had never seen before. I mean, the concept of a house with something in is not new. But the the idea of this clock and what it can do is something that I had never encountered in any other movie. And I liked it well enough. You know, and I and I did like the fact that I mean, sometimes it happens that the uncle that takes in the nephew because he is an orphan and everything is a bad guy or the neighbor. I was fully expecting at some point Kate Blanchett to be a bad guy, you know, but but they are not. They are so nice. And that was refreshing. And I actually did like it. So, okay, I thought this story was kind of a little silly, the overall premise of it. Now, that's subjective, (laughs) but I think for a kid to get into it, they're not really going to comprehend that depending on the age. I mean, it's not like it's some vast, hard thing to understand. I just think it's uninteresting for the most part where the story leads. The last thing, because I want to get to this, because this is key, this movie's set in the 50s. How do you think the costuming and the dated piece was lady phantom because i thought they really shoved it in your face when they were outside like there was some repetitive scenes of the old 50 cars and stuff and it just looked like they tried too hard at times uh i don't know i think Did that's the school subjective. feel like the 50s to you well why not yeah i don't know it just didn't look dated enough there and like you've seen the old cars basically is all and in the house you really don't see like really old things too yes it's candle lit and stuff and there's a lot of old clocks but well it's not your typical house i mean we are talking about a mansion that is super old Mm -hmm. so i mean the things that that would be there wouldn't even look like they are from the but 50s. But like the talking chair didn't even look like it was from the 50s to me. I don't think anything in that in that house was from the 50s. It was much older than that. Okay, well, it looked newer. That's what I'm saying. Nothing looked dated to the correct time period. I could be wrong, but it just didn't have that feel. Like after the opening and you see the cars and the buses and stuff like that and some of the street signs... Like, the dated piece really gets lost. Like, it's not even like it matters they're in the 50s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not in your face via the way, like, okay, we got to be accurate. to th- Like, I think they didn't care, except some things that I thought was, 
like really protruding. Like there's that one scene in front of the one building where the cars are right there. And like they went to that several times and I just thought it was there to let you know, oh, it's the 50s. I just think there should have been some more done in the 50s time period. That's just me. Okay. I'm ready to rate and recommend. Me too. Go for it. I really enjoyed this movie. From the story, I know that it's not like a super wow story, but I happen to like it very much. I like the acting all around. The kid, I thought he was fine. Maybe he was not as strong, but he did fine. You know, there's a, a small character, a little girl that I really liked too. I mean, she's barely there, but I like her. I think this movie is an 8 out of 10. And I think it's a buy. Like, it's a no-brainer. If you like fantasy movies. Okay. For me, taking in all the technicals, the acting story, the CGI and everything, because this is not my style film I like. Now, you got me once, LaMarcus, with Ratatouille. Amazing film. This one you're not going to get me <laughs> This, I am going to give it a five, though. I think it's average. The story is really not interesting when everything gets rolling and things happen. And it's just not fun. It wasn't a fun movie to me. I did like some of the magic. And what I really liked was the sound effects. And we're going to get into that. But for an overall movie, the story, acting, screenplay, editing, effects work. I'm giving it a five, and I'm going to say rental if you have kids. Well, yeah. Well, I would, I would buy it. Well, we anyway. know you're a but, but I will say, <laughs> I will say this. I thought the conclusion of the movie was way too easy. Like I thought for the conclusion, there needed to be a little more conflict and a little more difficulty. Yeah, and I thought but, it was, Frank, stupid what happened. <laughs> well, I, I didn't. because I mean, I just went with it, you know, but it was a little bit too easy. But. Well, you usually do have to go with it in these fantasy yeah, movies because exactly. it's fantasy. Yeah. But yeah, it was kind of really ridiculous when you get to this, conglomerate of an ending what you're waiting for the good verse evil part how he is defeated uh -huh. is it's what you're little, going it's to a little for. lackluster yeah and too and a little too easy for something for a warlock that they painted to be so super powerful and something that they hyped so much the ending was kind of lackluster and not a little too easy. But. All right. So you have a five and an eight. Let's get to the good stuff. Okay, Lady Phantom, on our one-year anniversary episode that was a few days back, if you've listened to that, we stated that Universal, in both our opinions, in the conglomeration of movies we've seen by production companies we both have stated that universal in our opinion does the best work on 4k discs yep so how is the visuals they did it again yep what a feast for the eyes and for the ears but let's begin with the with the eyes it's it's rich it's beautiful it's like there's so much light and so much dark 
The dark levels are really nice. Oh, the black levels are throughout because they're in this mansion and it's by candlelight, most of it. Yeah, and you know what we think about yellow lighting. Yes, yellows and whites and uh, black levels off the chart great here. This is with the best of the best, the black levels here. Absolutely. Lose no shadow. You have the details, the light shining through, giving you the pop. You get several um, specular highlights. And uh, also, you know what? The other day we were mentioning how yellows and reds and oranges shine so much, which they do. And in this movie, you do get a lot of that because of the candlelight, because of the pumpkins. You know, the inside of, of the pumpkins, they are like as orange as they could be. But funnily enough, also like Kate Blanchett, she tends to wear... Uh, purple clothing mm-hmm. most of the and time purple snakes purple snakes and everything and oh my goodness that purple looked so good yeah it looked really rich and deep but then when there was a little light on her like it got so vivacious i know yeah and then her hair in this movie i mean she has like gray hair and it's just perfect it looks perfect yeah, all the this time. is an incredible visual disc and um wow i don't have much to complain about here the only thing i really can on the visuals is maybe because it's so good a couple of the effects really stand out fakely like the baby Mm -hmm. now i do think it was more with how it was interwoven which what was going on and the body they were shown because it was so clear and detailed and it was just off but yeah, they, Lady Phantom, yes. there's really nothing I can criticize with this video quality from no. start to finish. I'll tell you what, the opening scene, I'm like, what's going on? It's snowy and blurry. Because they use the old universal thing. Right, yes. and I'm like, what's going on here? This isn't no old movie because if you don't know out there, if you don't have 4K or even Blu-ray basically, They never reproduce the logos in the beginning if they're older movies. That's why I was wondering. I'm like, this is a brand new movie. Why are they doing this? But it was, it goes to the, what they wanted to achieve. And that is something that I really like about Universal. It's like with, with their newer movies, you really never know what to expect logo wise with them because they, lately they tend to do something with the logo all the time they freeze it they burn it Mm -hmm. they they do stuff to this time they they just chose to go with the old logo because it was an older movie right and i will say a lot of times we don't do this on movies but we played a special features that was just in standard blu-ray 1080p and Oh my God, what the, a difference yes, the 4K it's just is. It's stark. I mean, it's night and day here. It's a this stark This is one difference. of these demo discs. It's night and day. You don't even want to think about buying anything but the 4K. Yes, and if you noticed some of that gag reel, because, I mean, we saw all the gag reel, some of it had actually 4K definition, and other parts, most of it, only the, the regular blu-ray yes and they even showed you the film footage what it looked like in the theater and you see how muted it is compared to 4k and dark and drab looking yeah and this movie isn't 
it's dark, but you would never say drab. It's so juicy. Yeah, the visuals. and they even show you in the gag reel a little bit of the film, the way like that it would look actually on film, like even VHS or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow. <laughs> All right. So you got the best of the best from Phantom and I on video. Now, audio here is where I'm just a small criticism, Phantom. Do tell. The Atmos, we just stated in the bonus how we think it's overrated. Well, thankfully, they utilized it a lot in oh, this movie. Oh, yes. Here, you hear it constantly. From the second the movie starts. Yeah, with the clock. I mean, you, you got, actually hear the ticking of the clock above you all the time. Yes, you got clocks, you got birds, you got rain. Music, too, yes. when, you, when you get it. You feel right in the center of the this environment you're put in this movie. You feel like you're a part of it because all the sounds are all around you, overhead of you all the time yeah yeah it's now amazing. if they're just some dialogue of course you're getting it from just the front but outside of that when things are happening and there's noises there's always noises in this house yeah so you're always like looking over your shoulder or looking up because you know things are coming from everywhere yeah. and that's why i i mean yes it's true what you mentioned before about the lack of soundtrack but The thing is that since there's always some sound coming from this house, I appreciated that you didn't have so much music, so you can hear every little sound. And they there are yeah, sounds but all see, the time. I think that hurt the movie for the engagement factor, Phantom. If you had, not all the time, but if you have something like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, all these tracks that are interspersed during this action... It peps you up. You get to feel more emotion. The music drives emotion. That is true. And I had nothing to drive me in this movie. The sound effects were A+. Plus. Out of this world for Dolby Atmos. They're all around you. They kick. They make you move. They make you jump. They make you scared. They elicit things coming from behind you, overhead, in front, off to the side. But the score, there's no score to drive me. I didn't feel what the characters were feeling. And it just didn't work. And while it's a criticism of the movie, it's also a criticism of the 4K because they didn't add that extra step of music in here because when those little tracks do play in about six minutes, like I stated, they're just very front heavy. And it's that Pink Panther type theme that I personally don't think it worked for this movie. Well, I did hear music all, all around me. So I, I do think it works. Maybe it doesn't work to a Harry Potter level <laughs> or Lord of the Rings level because, I mean, those movies are highly music heavy. Like the, the music. Most movies are. Most movies are. But this movie specifically, it relies way more on the special little sound effects and i think it's okay oh well the sound effects in this movie were outstanding another criticism on the sound the bass could have been better there's a couple times when the clock dings really low like a bass boom good but there was only one time i got just a little tiny bit of rumbling outside of that It's where I'm going to be ending my final grade. Why I can't say this is the best of the best. 
What do you say about the base and the sub? I liked it, but I see your point. Because, yeah, there were times that I wish I had heard more rumbling, but it was low enough. Even the parts with the pumpkins, Phantom, they could draw out low echo and stuff like, she's got an umbrella she reminded me of mary poppins kind of at times (laughs) she has magic with this and she takes care of the pumpkins and it was just the squishy sound but not the deep like it it had no reverb and this and this house and stuff lady phantom should be causing a lot of echoes and deeper sounds The, the high and mids were phenomenal i'm saying but we missed the lows. I kind of agree, but not really, because I did think they they used the the bass pretty decently. I cannot expect echoes and stuff from the from the pumpkins because I mean that's that goes to the sound design, you know, of the movie itself. It's not a four K fault, so I cannot fault them for that. Besides, they were outside. So they, it's not well, like they were inside. Well, what I'm saying is I am faulting them for not producing deeper sounds, but that's not the best audio that can be achieved <laughs> on a movie. That's what I'm saying. Well, on Atmos, you can get... This movie could have had deep bass at very many times. There's yes. big, heavy doors that shut. I will agree with There's that. There's things being banging all over this house. Yeah, and they do show quite a bit of bass, but it's also true that it's just not low enough. Correct. All right. What special features do we have on this? All right. On the 4K, we have the um, commentary with Jack Black and Eli Roth, an alternate opening and ending, and also a gag reel and deleted scenes, if I remember correctly. Now, on the Blu-ray, we have... Jack Black's Greatest Fear, Alternate Opening and Ending, Gag Reel, Movie Magic, Warlocks and Witches, TikTok, Bringing the Book to Life, Eli Roth, Director's Journals, and more. Okay, this is the time. Wow, LaMarcus, I think your eyes are coming into play here. You said it looked (laughs) great. You said not Lucy great. I agree with that, but it's close, man. I could even compare it visually like it's neck and neck. Auditorily, because Lucy has a lot of action tracks, way better bass. This one has more Atmos, but Lucy just runs the gamut on everything. So that's where I'm coming down on this disc. It doesn't make A+, but it gets an A. It's a reference disc. Everybody should have this if this is your type of movie. Lady Phantom. I agree completely. I just cannot hit the A plus because of that, because of the sound, because it could have been a little like, I don't know, lower. Yeah. And because of those tiny scenes, like especially the baby thing that made the baby look kind of fake. Or very fake. And they should have gone with a practical thing. Because, but you yeah. used a good word, Lady Phantom. This is a feast for your eyes. Oh, it's beautiful. Every scene in here looks really detailed. Very natural while popping and being yes. vibrant. Outstanding disc. Buy it. No absolutely. Doubt. Absolutely. And especially after we watch those uh, scenes in the gag reel 
with things that had no HDR, no anything. It's night and day different, night and day. So don't even think of getting something that is not the 4K. <laughs> There's another bonus episode down on Movies in 4K. I'm Bill Shetty. The co-host was Lady Phantom. Don't forget, new episodes every Thursday with bonuses interspersed in between them. Thank you to everybody out there. We'll catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Bye.